Welcome back, y'all, to Summer's Vibes Podcast. And I'm your host, Summer. But you already knew that. Last season, we focused on several different topics from a millennial point of view. In this new season of my life and where we are as a country and a nation, we're going to continue that conversation, focusing on politics, spiritual well-being, and our society as a whole. Make sure you subscribe to Summer's Vibes Podcast and follow me on Instagram at marysummer underscore underscore to stay informed. This is a season you don't want to miss. All right, so in the last episode, we talked about extreme left, extreme right. How has politics and the government changed over the past four and a half years? And um, how has it shaped our society and our country? And then what effect of being extreme right or extreme left, what is that going to look like for the 2022 election and how is that going to affect us? So we are going to talk about like my favorite topic, which is voting and um, how that's going to play a part in our 2022 election. You know, things to look out for, why midterms are like so important. You know, you know, a lot of people don't understand like why midterms are important and, you know, what's going on locally um, in our city and in our state as well. So let's just break it down real quick. So we have the midterm elections coming up in 2022, which is going to be major, right? We have 14 Democratic seats up and 20 GOP seats up, 20 Republican seats up um, open in the Senate in 2022. And a lot of this is because a lot of people are retiring um, as well. So what we do know as of now is that the uh, Senate is split 50-50 with Kamala Harris breaking the tie for the Democrats. And the House is um, 222 Democrats and 213 Republicans. So we kind of know what we're working with right now. And so... If you live in the state of Texas, um, you know that the governor is up for um, election, the lieutenant governor, and a couple of other people. So based on who's up for election and also what Joe Biden's approval rating is that in the agenda and the policies that he's been able to pass uh, for the upcoming two years by the time we vote in 2022. So as of now, according to a CNN poll, his approval rating is at 50%. Not that, not that great. It's actually dipped a little bit in part because of increases, increase in prices, supply chain shortages, the way he handled the Afghanistan pulling out, pulling troops out, uh, coronavirus has significantly impacted his approval rating. In addition to him being unable to get anything passed, um, that anything passed that kind of matters to people um, as it pertains to whatever he campaigned on about in his agenda. So, on top of that, he has a lack of support with his fellow Democrats 
and his Republicans. And if you remember, um, Joe Biden um, actually ran on the fact that he would be able to reach across the aisle and um, be able to create bipartisanship, which he has been unable to do uh, pretty often. <laughs> so what effects will the upcoming 2022 election have? You know, it's going to affect your Congress. It's going to affect your Senate. Uh, so depending on which district do you live in, uh, you, um, you know, depending on which district you live in, you have to know which district you are in to know um, if that person's a Republican or they are Democrat. Do they align with what you see fit that you want to happen in your community and the way that you want to be represented it, what represented as well? So I was watching the news and um, which I think is super relevant. Um, a lot our voting block is still mainly people who are not too extreme to the left or too extreme to the light to the uh, right. These people are not progressive people. A majority of the voting block and are um, what do they call those? Like the mid, like where the, where a lot of the um, industrial places are, farmers. <laughs> you know, places like. Wyoming and South Dakota. I forget what that what that part of the country is called. Midwest. There we go. Um, those people, uh, factory people, they are not progressives. Their their voting block is fairly moderate. If progressives are too progressives. It makes it difficult to move key uh, key swing voters who are not progressive, especially in the House. So, if you have someone who's extremely progressive who's saying, "Hey," I believe that everybody should have equal rights to health care. Um, we should let everybody in who asks for um, assistance, whether it's immigration, um, and that we need to defund the police. That's not what our key swing voters are looking at. So it's expected that Joe Biden is actually going to lose the House and the Senate due to people being too progressive, too extreme, and his lack of agenda passing as well, lack of passing any legislation. So if he fails to pass anything, there, there's no path to keeping majority holdings. I, I don't see it happening. I, I just really don't. Re, uh, Republicans are building on the 2020 uh, presidential election, uh, not believing that it was a fair election. And Donald Trump is still talking about stop still. Um, despite several recounts and court rulings, a lot of people still think that the 2020 election was rigged. It doesn't matter how many arguments, how many court rulings that are out there to rebut that evidence, how many recounts there have been, people still think that it was stolen. With progressives being too, you know, so extreme on some topics, it actually gives Republicans the opportunity to push agendas. And what you're going to see is Republicans are going to attack on the economy because we know that with inflation, um, everything is going up. And Republicans are linking that to the COVID bill because we got that stimulus. And there were a lot of things in that bill that really didn't pertain to 
jumpstarting our country in a way that it needed to be uh, jumpstarted. There was a lot of stuff in that bill that really didn't make sense. So Republicans are going to use that. Hey, prices are going up because of this stimulus package that was so expensive, that was so massive that we couldn't afford to actually implement. Um, and then you have to talk about this infrastructure bill. This infrastructure bill is super expensive. Uh, Joe Biden, that's his main thing right now. That's something that he's trying to push on everyone. And there has to be some kind of um, there has to be some kind of bipartisanship on that for that to even get passed. And then we're having these supply chain shortages where we're not able to get things in, get things delivered. We're seeing shortages everywhere. So people are going to talk about that because those types of things matter. The handling of the military pullout in Afghanistan, that was huge. I mean, how poorly that administration, you know, uh, handled the pullout of troops in Afghanistan was deplorable. You know, those are things that people, that, those are the things that we have seen. Those are the things that people are looking at when it comes to this 2020, uh, 2022 election. So what does eligible voters look like? What does that makeup look like? So 67% of all eligible voters voted in 2020. So that's a lot. That's a lot of people that voted um, in 2020. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how the voting has increased or de decreased depending on your race over the past four years. So 71% of white people voted up from 65% in 2016. So we had a 6% increase in voting between 2016 and 2020, counting midterms in 2018. 54% Hispanics voted up from 48% in 2016. And then 63% of Blacks voted up from 60% in 2016. Mind you, in 2008, they had a 65, Black people had a 65% turnout in 2008. So actually less people voted between um, 2016 and now, um, less people voted, less black people voted. And that actually speaks volumes because there's actually been an uptick um, in population and um, amongst black people. So I find that very interesting that, you know, less black people are voting. So while it's great to put your opinions out on social media, be a part of these activity, these um, community activities, that What's really gonna change is actually you actually you getting out to the polls and voting and you actually voting in a midterm election because that's where your state and local elections happen. That's gonna make the difference. So, you know, we really need to turn out in 2022 if you really wanna see a difference, if you really wanna see a change. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle on, if you're Democrat, Republican, independent, doesn't really matter long as you get out there and you vote for something that you really believe in after doing your research. So like I said in the beginning, in Texas, who's up for um, re-election or whatever you want to call it? So in Texas, we have the governor, the governor, which is Abbott. You got the lieutenant governor, which is um, Dan Patrick. And then you have your attorney general, which is Kim Paxton. So they are all up for re-election which is major because these three people control the state. Um, they have a lot of say so. So do you agree 
with everything that has been implemented over the past um, six years, I want to say. So, you know, with Texas being the um, only state to have the most restriction, uh, most restrictive abortion ban laws. So you have there's a ban on abortion um, as early as six weeks. Uh, also, um, it was so most recently it was stopped by a federal judge. Uh, there was a temporary um there was a temporary hold on it, and then the judge, and then another judge actually unblocked it. So now it's still uh, a, a ban on abortion as early as six weeks. Secondly, you know, think about your uh, voting restrictions. You know, you cannot get in a mail-in ballot automatically. You uh, poll watchers have greater access. You know, does that really matter to you? You know, things so things to think about. Uh, our new open carry gun law, where you can legally carry a handgun without a license to carry. Guests can have firearms in hotel rooms. Um, they can carry firearms in whatever holster they choose. Is it important that someone has a license to carry? Do you think it's okay for anyone to go out and go get a gun without having a license? You know, maybe some people are okay with that. And then this whole critical race theory, which uh, basically bans teaching critical race theory K through 12. So critical race theories um, shows uh, how studies uh, studies how racism has impacted social and local structures in the U.S. So do you think it's important to be for your kid to learn about critical race theory, how um, because of, you know, systemic racism, how has this impacted uh, society? Do you think that's important? You know, do you think that going, you know, having your child go to a protest is important? That's all a part of critical race theory. And then lastly, redistricting. So, you know, we had the 2020 census uh, done. Now, I don't think a lot of people did the 2020 census because it was right in the middle of the pandemic. But redrawing uh, of the state's congressional map was done. So basically what it did was it fortified Republican strength in the state house for the next 10 years. Cause remember censuses are done every 10 years. And a lot of people don't understand like the importance of your your census, but, um, or maybe we're more aware now I should say, but it's important because it determines redistricting and uh, gerrymandering uh, school zones, uh, how much funding you're going to get in your community. Um, it, it, you know, is your district based on population growth, um, the demographic, how does that play so socio and economically in your community? So Texas gained two new seats in Congress based on population growth fueled by people of color. But ironically enough, no new proposals will reflect that growth. Very interesting. All in all, how does this affect and shape our country? We are in a different time now where everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to cancel somebody, which is great that we've become more aware and more woke, as they would say. But how does that impact us? You know, what is this 2022 election, midterm election? What is that really going to bring for us? I think that where we need to start is, number one, looking at what have you seen, you know, since the Biden administration came in versus what you saw in the Trump administration. Do you see a difference? Is the Biden administration aligning with what you thought it was going to align with? 
Are you okay with what your local leaders have done in their state so far? Have you seen a benefit coming from that? Um, you know, do you, do you see a benefit from having this restrictive abortion ban um, in place, having this open carry law in place, these voting restrictions, critical race theory, redistricting? Does all of that play into what you would want to see for your child growing up? Is, you know, how are you being, how are you going to be benefited over the next two to six years? So just think about that. I always say that it's important to do your research. It's important to know who you're voting for. And it's important for you to vote. You know, people of color, black people, your ancestors didn't sit up here, get beat, killed, raped, put in jail for you not to vote. Register to vote. Find out if there are any changes to your voting. You know, is there something that you need to do to make sure that you are an eligible voter? Get that taken care of. Um, and then also make sure that you understand the importance of voting in a midterm. In 2018, they had the biggest turnout um, that they've ever seen in a midterm election because people knew how important that period of time was at that particular moment. And you have to vote like your life depends on it because it really does. So let me know what y'all think. Let me know, you know, are you gonna vote in 2022? Are you happy with what you have been seeing so far as you've seen these new representatives in the House um, and actually how you've seen a couple of new senators in the House as uh, in the Senate as well? Let me know. Message me on Instagram, Mary Summer underscore underscore.